What do you think of when I say mother's groups? It feels warm and loving, like a big giant mother hug for all these mothers that are sharing from their heart and pouring out all the tragedies and all the joys together. If that sounds good to you, stay with me as I talk to Nadine Richardson from SheBirths about Soul Mama Circles. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. When I was pregnant with my daughter, I was pretty certain I didn't want to join a mother's group. The thought that I would be sharing my most intimate thoughts and struggles with women simply because we had all given birth, it just wasn't appealing to me. I did end up in a fabulous antenatal group with women that I connected with before we all had babies, and they became my unofficial mother's group, and it was life-saving. But I recently heard of a mother's group that sounds pretty amazing to me, one that's led by a real respect for the birth of a mother as well as a child. It's the brainchild of Nadine Richardson, the founder of SheBirths. Hi, Nadine. How are you? Hello, Siobhan. Good to see you. Likewise. Now, where did this idea for your soul mama circles come from? Because mother's groups have existed for a long time. In many places around Australia, you'll get put into a group by your local council or the hospital that you've been at. Why did you see the need for something different? I think I think you were really lucky to make friends in your antenatal group because, you know, often in an antenatal course, like there's not much time to hang and chat, to get to know, and often you're at different gestations, different areas and so on. So we definitely had that experience in our birth prep. And then I went to the council group and just felt like very lost and wasn't ready to like be stoic and talk about going for big walks and like then it was just really depressing to always be talking about sleeping, poo and feeding. So I kind of just <laughs> felt a bit like lonely and ISO. And um, I had been a part of a women's group for eight years um, before I gave birth to Leroy, my baby, 20 years ago. And I was like, where's that? Like, where's that love and support and that connection? Like, this is friggin' hard. And it's not just hard for sleep, eat, poo stuff. Like that's really important and it helps to yak with your girlfriends about that. Um, but it was deeply changing giving birth and becoming a mother. It was radically awesome and extremely difficult all at the same time. And I know that Carl Jung <laughs> says that you know, to be mature, we have to be able to hold this paradox of life. And to me, like motherhood was that. There was nothing else I'd experienced that was such a paradox of joy <laughs> and suffering, like sleep deprivation and the bliss of watching your baby smile or say mum and so on. So I wanted a space to talk about that and I wanted a space to talk about how I was changing Mm. Yeah, this thing we now call matrescence, you know, the maternal adolescence, the recent discoveries that we have around the neuroscience of the maternal brain. Like we go through more hormonal changes than we did as a teenager. Mm. There's a lot that's going on. There's actually a big yep. brain meltdown that happens 
during the childbirth experience and in the lead up that begins. Um, the placenta is sending off 200 hormones. The endorphins are melting down the frontal lobe. The amygdala, which is your fight or flight response, is becoming four times as large. You know, grey matter is shrinking. You're becoming more attuned to like non-cognitive cues because you're going to be more alert and more sensitive. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, prolactin, like the weeping hormone, you know, your partner's getting all that too. So it changes who we are and I think our state of empathy with the world. That's really what it's all about. There's actually a big upgrade that happens when we become parents, but there's a process to that. And I think if we don't become conscious of it, if we don't look after ourselves, if we don't find a village, we don't get the full upgrade. We get kind of just lost in the overwhelm of this pretty shitty capitalistic individualistic society. It doesn't support us. Mm. Anyway, that was a long answer to your oh, question, Siobhan. I loved Siobhan. all of it. I loved <laughs> all of it. But let's go back to the women's circle um, because it's definitely something that I'm familiar with, but it was my entree to that was through yoga. So not yeah. everyone will understand what a women's, women's circle actually is. So can you can you tell us about the basics of that? Yeah. So the basics of a women's circle is you know, sitting in a sharing democratic space that's totally confidential where we speak from our hearts and we listen from our hearts. So we have a talking stick or flower or a crystal or something precious in that person's home that we're rotating around all our homes. And when you get that opportunity to speak in circle at your time, try not to think about it, try and own it, try and use I statements and you'll be amazed at what you actually speak because when you're held in a loving presence with people that care and are not judging, they've set up a structure really for love and care, we speak from a deeper place and we reveal and discover also things in our voice. And that's a really powerful place to be. It's the opposite perhaps of sitting in a cafe and Yak, yak, yakking. I talk over people all the time. I have to catch myself all the time because <laughs> I'm such an extrovert, you know, and that's not helpful, you know, for people trying to process bigger things. Yeah. But you're also not set up for that in the <laughs> in the mother's groups, which, I mean, like I said, I didn't go to one, so maybe I can't speak specifically to it, but friends who did go. So the mother's group I had from my antenatal group, a few of them went to their local council one as well. And it seemed like it was set up by the area health nurse. Yeah. And very much from that kind of medical perspective of here are other women you can talk to about your yeah. breastfeeding struggles or you you have kids at the same age so you can get together. But it didn't start from, didn't seem to start from that premise of being a place where the women are held. Yeah. It was like. It's all it, about the baby. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's all about the baby. That's true. And I think, you know, it is so significantly about the baby, but we can be better mums for our babies if we are listening to ourselves and processing our own experiences as well and prioritising ourselves, putting self-care, not just like Sunday self-care, I paint my nails, you know, like really deep self-care of like, wow, I'm really, you know, processing my birth and it's taking longer than what I thought it was going to take, you know, for example. So I suppose that distinction, again, it's not just about baby, it's about mum. And 
it's also about no advice and no speaking over, no, yeah, no judging. judgment. Yeah. And that, that seems to be key to me at this period of time. Yeah. And that what might be lacking from other groups, if you don't know someone well, like probably what was the glue that kept us together was we did our antenatal courses over uh, a month or six yeah, weeks that's nice. yeah. in someone's home with candles and tea. And so we had this really beautiful start. So we at least before we kind of leapt off the cliff, we, we knew each other. Mm. Um, and so we were perhaps able to share when we felt like we were failing or when mm. something was hard. I remember our first mother's group, I think my baby might have been, she must have been four or five weeks old. And we all just sat in our circle with our boobs out talking about, you know, and crying. And, yeah. and I don't know that you would feel that comfortable doing that with people you've just met. No, you don't. And it's understandable, you know, you're probably meeting up in a park or you're probably in a big empty, you know, community hall. And our culture and our society isn't about that. Like these people aren't necessarily your village. So of course we're going to protect ourselves a little bit. And the one thing we do, which we all know we hate when our partners do, <laughs> is try fix somebody. Yes. You know, you feel for that person that's struggling with the bottle and the boob and all that kind of stuff. And so you go and give advice and you go say, have you done this? I, I, this worked for me. And it leaves you often feeling really empty and hopeless. Mm. And so, you know, we we do have online forums and they're really important and you can really niche down in some of the online forums, which is really beautiful, but there's nothing beats, you know, sitting in circle with bottle and boobs out. Yes. You know, that's also a big learning is yes. sitting with other people that we really missed over COVID. Yes. A lot of our learning as women is through exposure to differentials. And so sitting in circle with other people and how they feed and when they feed and how they settle, that's all actually happening through osmosis. It's a beautiful teaching that women just used to do, right? Mm. A couple of hundred years ago, it all changed with the Industrial Revolution and all that kind of stuff. But prior to that, women were birthing together. We were looking after each other all the time. We were looking at everybody's bits, you know, mm. it was all normalized. And I think a key thing about the soul mama groups is that they're they're led, aren't they, in a way? Like yeah. you, you you cover off things. Like you touched on matrescence before and even though it has been around for a while, it's still something that people are getting their heads around. Um, how do you talk about this in the circles? Like how do you introduce it? Because you're obviously, you have a structure, I suppose, Yeah, we've got a things. structure. And I think, you know, we've been going for like 14 years and a lot of those groups. 14 years and I only just found out. <laughs> I know, sorry. <laughs> that's terrible. You know, we can't do PR and group. run the groups. <laughs> no, it's just like really hard, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, they're just a flow on, I suppose, for a lot of she-births mums and, and others that don't have to be, have done she-births at all, if you feel the calling. But yeah, the facilitation is something that I've brought in in the last year and I think it just helps the group stay together and it allows us to give topics each week, which we started doing like 14 years ago. Well, I started doing. And over the years, we've just like refined that down to like, well, what are the seven best topics that women really get the most out of? And they can actually be recycled. So the groups keep going. So that's like a soul mama circle. You find your tribe. We set it up. 
got a seven-week facilitated matrescence program, and then the Soul Mama Circle continues without the facilitator. Yeah. And I just know that the Soul Mama Circles go on a lot better when there's been that facilitation. And so the topics of like self-care, identity change, relationship change, and see, it's very broad, right? So because mm. you could come in one week and I'd be like, oh, my God, my relationship with my mother-in-law, it's driving me mad. Like that's top of mind for you. Or it could be, you know, my relationship with myself or my relationship with my baby I'm struggling with, you know. And then it goes into other more sort of creative kind of topics. But it's all held and the matrescent science is sort of woven in each week. We don't do like the full she-birth, like PowerPoint presentation. That's just like way too hard yes. in a mother's group, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but we just weave it in and circle it back because... It's information that you forget as well because surrounded primarily by non-mothers and we're looking at this cultural norm and which doesn't really value motherhood. It's all about get back to work and get the body back quicker and like put an Instagram post out, you know, look shiny and smiley. So it's about keeping it real. Yeah, and giving people the space or women the space to find their way. One of the things... Maybe this is where you get creative. I don't know. You talk about is the inner child. So I'm wondering what has your own inner child got to do with the experience of becoming a mother? Oh, my God. Going to start making me cry because my son's 20 now. Unbelievable. Yeah. And there's this theory called reparenting, you know. And so as you parent your child, what comes up within you is the way that you were parented. And whenever there were gaps or whenever there was a wound, whenever there was a trauma, that's being awoken. And so, for example, I was talking to a she-birth dad not long ago and he was hit a lot as a child. And this parent comes across as very calm and very loving, very present, very devoted. Hitting would not even seem like it would even happen in their house. And he shared that it really does come up for him. The urge is there and it's big and it's strong and he has to really manage that and he talks that through with a psychologist because that is the wiring and that's the programming. I mean, we need soul mama groups for the puppers and the partners, you know, really as well. So these things get awoken at different stages of development according to where your child is at, according to your history. And so the inner child is that unhealed part of ourselves is that innocent, also beautiful and playful part that's also awoken when we look into the mirror of our children. So the inner child can be tended through meditations, through acknowledgement, through simply noticing what was the pattern, what's the new pattern I want to create, you know, through awareness and through knowledge, through conversation. Mm. Yeah. I, I cry because like, I'm at the end of the journey and, you know, my son's about to go overseas and it's just been, parenting has been a healing journey for me as well as a gift of joy. It's like been absolutely wonderful and a beautiful way to mm -hmm. do a great job. It feels amazing when you get to the end and they're actually like these confident, happy humans ready to jump on a plane and go wow. around the world, you know. I'm not ready to fast forward that far yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
If I can get my son to put his socks on himself, I'll be happy, okay? <laughs> if I can get to school on time. Like every day was just like such a stress. Time is like the biggest cause of like oh yeah, discipline issues in the house and like mm. arguments. It's the worst. I know. But like that part about... um reflecting on your own response. I mean, children are the greatest teachers, aren't they? Because even when you're running late, and we are always running late to school, <laughs> always. And um, we got in the car the other day and my daughter was really quite anxious because I'd lost my shears. Like I'd just been like, come on, guys. Like, And it wasn't even yelling. It was just that I was like, come on, we're out. And it just really unsettled her. Yeah. And I realized that I was cross because we were late. Yeah. And we were going to school. And school wasn't going to care. We were going to be like five minutes late. It wasn't going to matter. And I sat there and I thought, wow, that is so interesting that I got so angry about something so unimportant. And so we talked about it, you know. Wow, and we, we kind of said, I said, you know, I know I was cross. I know you got upset. For both of us, that response probably wasn't appropriate to what happened. Yeah. And I don't think I would have ever had that kind of self-awareness without her. Yeah. You know, I just would have been cranky that I was late. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I still get cranky. Without the mirror there. Mm. Yeah, we just don't learn as much. Mm. 100%. And, and so it's great that you delve into it with this group. So it has been 14 years. I'm rather devastated. I didn't know, I know myself. Sorry. Well, it's not your fault. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being a bit self-critical now. I should have known. What have you seen in terms of the impact of these groups? <laughs> I just remember... Soon, I knew you were going to say that and it just rem reminded me of like walking down the very first group. I called them Soul Mama Circles. I said, but do you like, what a different name for your group? And they're like, we're the she-wolves. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so they're still on their WhatsApp as she-wolves. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, and I was walking down the street in Tamar and this dad pulled me over and he's like, I don't know what you've done to those women, <laughs> but they are like fierce. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's that's them, you know, they're in their power. They stand up for motherhood. They say this is valuable, this is important. And I suppose I, I like to think of our she-births mums like that. They're kind and they're fierce. Mm. And I think that's what we need. We need to protect motherhood, protect our children, not just about work and mortgages. That's all really important too. Whatever it is, you know, let's just keep our values and our priorities in check. Well, I love the idea of them. Uh, now, I do know that SheBirth started in Sydney. Yeah, Bondi Beach. Bondi Beach. So um, for the Soul, Ma Soul Mama Circles, are they just based in Sydney or where can people access them? Yeah, we have an Eastern Suburbs group in Bondi and we have a Zoom group, and then we create them according to where there's a cohort. Mm. So if there was a group in the West or in the Northern Beaches, then we could facilitate that as well. Okay, yeah. so reach out if you're interested. Nadine, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Siobhan. That's Nadine Richardson. She is the founder of SheBirths, and if you'd like to know more about the Soul Mama Circles, check out the links in the notes of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love. If you did, please rate, review or favourite. That way you'll get all the new episodes, plus we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, email me at feedplaylove 
at listener.com. Bye for now.